0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Wednesday morning. And we greatly appreciate you taking a few minutes to be part of our day. And uh, we're going to be in Colossians chapter 1. If you want to find your place, uh, we're going to be in Colossians 1. I would like to take this moment to invite you to our midweek services. Um, On Wednesday nights, we have youth group, we have a kids club, and an adult Bible study. And it's summer, and we know a lot of people are on vacation and out, but we're still running these different programs. Um, And so we're still available if you're local, and you're looking for a place that would be a great safe place for your children to come and learn about the Word of God, uh, your teens to come and be with other teens and to hear from God's Word and also maybe a chance for you just to sit and to be encouraged in God's Word. If you're local to this area, southeastern Pennsylvania or northeast Philadelphia, Ben Salem area, uh, we'd love to have you visit us tonight. We're in in this smaller group on Wednesday nights. Great chance to jump in and just um, sit back and watch what's going on. If for some reason you're unable to make it, but you'd like to know a little more what's going on, Uh, Wednesday nights we only live stream the adult Bible study portion of the night. There's a prayer time afterwards. We don't live stream the kids, the teens programs. Uh, But if you're interested in just kind of getting a glimpse of what's going on, that'll be tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll start live streaming, and we hope uh, we'd love to have you join us. If not in person, online, we greatly appreciate that colossians chapter one we're going to look at we mentioned yesterday that the book of colossians has a lot of doctrine behind it and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a minute uh, out of today uh, and today and look at three different thoughts about one of the greatest aspects of doctrine one of the greatest truths of the word of god and that is the gospel When I use the term gospel, many people run to a phrase, which is an accurate phrase, it means the good news. And while that is true, we have to go a little step deeper to find out, well, what is that good news? The good news is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus Christ recognized that we, his creation, his love, um, cannot gain salvation on our own, and due to our sin, we deserve a place called hell. And because of that, he sent his only begotten son into the world as a baby. He was born as a baby, grew up perfect. I ended up dying on the cross, not because of his sin, but because of our sin. And substitutionary, took the, our, our punishment, died upon the cross. Three days later, rose again and is now seated on the right hand of God, interceding for us. Uh, through that he has offered us salvation, not by works. The Bible says in Ephesians, not by works lest any man should boast. Uh, he calls it in Romans and Ephesians a gift from God. That is the gospel. There's more d- detail behind it, but that is the gospel in a nutshell. The simple gospel is John. Jesus said in John 14, He says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by." Me. And that's one of the things that I hope we'll gather, is that the gospel uh, simply points everybody to Jesus. It does not point us to religion. It does not point us to church. It points us to Jesus. And so we look at this idea of it pointing us to Jesus. Um, it points us to him in the aspect of truth. It points us to him in the aspect of relationship with Jesus, uh, not necessarily just religion. Just a second. Sorry about that. Uh, so what we're going to look at is really some of the effect that the gospel had in this, uh, the beginning of this church, the church Colossae. So let's go to uh, Colossians chapter 1. Uh, We're going to go to verse 4, where we kind of ended yesterday. Verse 4, Paul said this, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints. Two great principles to learn there. uh, Your faith that you put in Jesus and how you've implemented it out to other people, to all the other saints, and how you uh, the true salvation has grown you. We've implemented you into the family and you see growth. Verse 5, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, where have you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. What is that? Well, the hope of eternity. The hope that because you put your faith in Jesus, no matter what happens on this earth... God has a place for you, a place called heaven. Um, there is, you don't have to worry about hell anymore, purgatory. Purgatory is not actually even accurate, but there's really two locations. There's heaven and there's hell. If you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior, hell is your eternal destination. If you have put your faith in Jesus, hell, heaven is your eternal destination. So he gives us this hope, the hope through the gospel. And he says in the end of verse 5, this is the truth of the gospel. As we said before. So we have to understand that the gospel, that is that foundational biblical principle that gives us this hope, a hope that the world did not fully understand. See, the world looks at religion, the world looks at um, structured church, and, and I'm, all, I'm all for structured church. I believe actually the term church means ecclesia, called out assembly. It literally means us being called out to meet together, to gather together. I'm a big proponent of that. But I hope we understand that that's not where salvation comes. It's because I attend a church. Salvation comes because I have put my faith in Jesus. Now, I believe it. Then it leads us to participate, engage in a church, and, and move from there. Uh, but what we see here is this sweet communion with Jesus, where I, simply the gospel is this. I recognize that I am a sinner. The Bible says, For all of sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of my sin, I deserve a place called hell. Every sinner, everybody deserves that, really. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the punishment for my sin, and now he offers me a gift. The gift is not church. The gift is that I can call upon him for salvation and have salvation. And through that salvation, I can have a guaranteed home in heaven and a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not because of anything I do, but because what Jesus did on the cross. That is the gospel. So I must recognize I'm a sinner. I must realize that Jesus is the only way to heaven. I must turn from my sin and put my faith in Christ. So that's what we look at when he talks about this hope. Verse 6, he says, Which is coming to you as it is in all the world, and bring us forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God and the truth. Two things in this verse about the gospel. One is offered to everyone. He says it is given to you and to the entire world. Right? This is something that you have, but it's also offered to everyone. Uh, let me just explain simply what it means that the gospel, Jesus Christ, simple plan of salvation, is offered to anyone who will receive it, anyone who acknowledges their need, confesses of their sin, and willing to put their faith in Jesus. That is simply what we have here. And that's what we look at here. So when we evaluate this, we say that this is not only just for us, it's for everyone. Let me go on one step further. He says now in verse 7, And as you have learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, more than likely the man who started the church, came out, uh, brought the gospel, led people to Christ, and planted this church of class. We mentioned yesterday it wasn't planted by the Apostle Paul. Paul's writing this letter because he heard of this great church that probably was a result of other churches he had planted. People have gone out and it just just shared their faith, shared their faith with others. Can I tell you, each and every one of us can say that we can give reasons, including myself, reasons why we may not do this or whatever. Can I encourage you? It's a great, great, wonderful privilege to be able to share your faith. I think the world's looking for it. I think the world's seeking. Uh, They don't really always know, but truth. Uh, Not uh, the the combative religion or not, we're better than others, but simply the truth that's found in Jesus Christ, and that's the gospel. One of the things I like when we look at this passage is you see that the gospel is the foundation of this church. He starts at the beginning, and he really kind of establishes. We're going to see that for a large portion of the book of Colossians, what it's really doing is it's establishing, rightfully, Christ as preeminent in the church but he starts with the gospel because we have to see what it is he did to bring salvation to the church and what it is the foundation of the church, the foundation of the gospel. The gospel brings salvation and the gospel brings constant change to sanctification. It gets me to Christ and it continues to grow me for the remainder of my life in Christ. And that's one of the things that we see is this true foundation. So I'm gonna finish with two thoughts. First of all, have you put your faith in Christ? Have you accepted Christ? The gospel, have you recognized that you're a sinner? And because of that, are you willing to call upon Jesus, ask him to forgive your sins, commend your heart and save you? The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We understand it's not a prayer that saves us, it's actually our faith in Christ. The Bible says, for by grace are we saved through faith. It's our faith in Christ, trusting in his grace and his love to bring salvation. Then the next question is, and now that we, if we have it, is it still is it still moving in us? Is it still growing us? Is it still challenging us? Is it still exciting us to share and to encourage others in it? And maybe I hope that one of those two things would be true of you. Maybe you need to put your faith in Christ for the gospel today. Or maybe you need to be challenged of God uh, to share that, share your faith today. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning. Greatly appreciate this truth. I know for many who watch this, uh, you're, you're saved, you're, you're looking, you know, just, just to understand the scriptures better. And I hope we understand that, you know, maybe you've already been saved. And so this is just a challenge for us to em- continue to embrace the gospel. It wasn't a one-time thing. It's a life-changing thing from beginning to end. And just continue to grow in Christ and grow in the gospel. Uh, maybe, though, uh, someone shared this with you, or you've stumbled along the, uh, aside, uh, stumbled al- alongside this, whether through video or through audio, and maybe this is the first time you've heard something like this. we love a chance to maybe answer any of your questions. You can uh, email us or call us. Our church website is bensalembaptist.org. Uh, you can use one of the contact us forms or call the church. Um, I'm here most of the time throughout the day. I'd love an opportunity to be able just to share the simple truth of the gospel with you from the Word of God. Again, thanks for joining us as we continue through the book of Colossians. We just look forward to digging deeper into the foundation of the truth, which is, of course, Jesus Christ, and hopefully give us a greater strength in our walk with Him. Thanks for joining us again today, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.